Welcome to Killer Kush, a podcast where we smoke Yas Queen and talk about killers, caspers, and cryptids. My name's Nick. My pronouns are he, him. And my name's Claire. My pronouns are she, her. This week's episode is The Doodler. Claire, have you heard of The Doodler before? No. It's a good one. It's a little gay. It's a little nightclub-y, but Woo! it's also like sad because people are dying that are gay. So mm. uh, That's always then. I know. It's always like... In this podcast, it's a good. It's like that sounds fun, and then we start talking about it, and it's sad yeah. because it's always about death and demons and. Animals. Gotta get the spooky somehow. I know, I know. Anyway, um, let's welcome Claire to the podcast. A round of applause, please. Woo! That that was our live audience <laughs> giving we're, us a round of applause. Live on set. Yeah, live on set. Uh, Claire, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm Karn. We call Claire Klarn and Klarna. So if I ever slip out and I say Klarna, <laughs> what is, what's your hot topic about this? My hot topic about Klarna? Yeah. I still have not used it. <laughs> not using it at is the that, workplace. Is that hot? <laughs> I guess it's not a hot topic then. I guess uh, it's just me saying it. Yeah. No, but I, uh, I've i tried socializing this nickname a little bit more, even at work once. It didn't mm. go very well. Oh. Not as in, like, I wanted people to call me that, but... <laughs> I just died. I just turned off. But I'm clear. I'm yeah, what do you do for a living? I'm a graphic designer. So I'm our a... graphics on the Instagram are going to get way better. I gotta say it. I'm a traffic because. Designer. <laughs> Earlier before we started, Claire was like, how do I say it? And then sat there for like five minutes being like, good graphic designer. And I'm sticking to it. And sticking to it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so our Instagram is going to look way better. We're going to have popping graphics. Our red bubble is going to get an improvement because it's not the just me. The stickers will... <laughs> be so vivid. <laughs> so vivid. So, so vivid. Such beautiful booty holes. The art. The art. It'll be endless. (laughs) Claire also has a dog that we'll probably talk about because the boys play together. My boys and her boys. Her boy play together. Maybe boys one day. Maybe boys one day. Maybe in this podcast we'll document it now that you want a second dog. So we can look back on it and be like, oh my God, Claire's second dog. Fuck yeah. It arrived. Because that happened for, like, the collective. On the beginning of the podcast, I talk about, like, we have auditions coming up, and I hope somebody shows up. And now we're, like, a collective of 13 people all getting paid. Yeah, so it's just fun to watch ourselves grow through this platform. I don't know. Gay shit. Yes. (laughs) Um, And much love to Katie. Miss you. Yeah, Uh, Katie just had to take a step back. But, like, I murdered them. To take their spot on the podcast, and I was just hoping you all would accept the murder, the murder, and like the the commitment. Yeah, the commitment of the murder. Of the yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, Katie's actually dead. Not to us. Katie will live forever in our hearts, but dead IRL. So yeah, sorry, past Katie. Bye, Katie. Just kidding. I love Katie. Clarn show now. Clarn barn show. So let's go smoke some smeed about it and we'll come right back. Yas, queen.
And we're back. We just had a little dinner. We had pasta, some nudes. Pasta, <laughs> pasta. Pasta, Gabagool. Yeah, we had some nudes for dinner. It was very uh, delicious. And we started watching Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, <laughs> the first one. And Claire has never seen the first one. One thing about me, I probably haven't seen it. Probably haven't seen it. Yeah. That's one thing that I think since we've been friends, you've been watching a lot more movies. Oh my God. I've been doing so many things. <laughs> Playing games. Playing games. Watching, watching movies. movies. Yeah. We recently have been into this new game called Rummy Cube. Love. Oh, I need to go to Target and get it. Yeah. We call it Rummy Cummy. Love. <laughs> I know. We wish it's literally. I was rummy trying cummy. to explain to my parents what the game was, and I couldn't think of the name. And I was like, "It sounds like Rummy Cummy." <laughs> what like, is the real Stop. name? Stop. <laughs> what is the real name? Yeah, I don't know. I've. If you listeners want a card game recommendation, please reach out to us. We have multiple different card games. Our friend group has been just playing board games for a long time now. Join the Patreon, and we'll do. Uh, photo dumps of our fave top 10 fave games i love that top 10 fave movies yeah we'll start dropping listicles in the patreon if we get enough subscribers listicles of our faves (laughs) i love that idea yeah fantastic okay to the meat of the podcast we're doing the doodler killer this week you haven't heard of the doodler I have heard of the Doodler, obviously. I mean, even before this, I have listened to other podcasts that have covered the Doodler. I'm just going to be covering very baseline, like, kind of what the Doodler is, the victims that the Doodler had, and then a little bit of the investigation. I'm not going to be digging deep into it at all. I feel like this is a podcast where we don't get too deep into the the history a little bit like we kind of skim it and There's let great your imagination run for that. exactly and we're just not that one and that's okay no. that's part of part of who we are <laughs> it's it's more about the journey the journey of the story exactly so the sidebars the doodler also known as the black doodler is an unidentified serial killer believed to be responsible for up to 16 murders and three assaults of men in San Francisco, California, between January 1974 and September 1975. So a little over like a year, like a year and a half. 16 murders and three assaults of men. 16 murders? Mm-hmm. Within the span of... A year and a half. A year and a half. That's quick. Yeah. Like some some serial killers space it out. <laughs> the perpetrator met most of his victims at gay nightclubs, bars, and restaurants. The nickname was given due to the perpetrator's habit of sketching his victims to lure them in by flirting with them. He would then suggest that they leave with him to have a sexual encounter where he would then stab them to death. So he would draw cute little pictures of them and be like, Hey girly, saw you from across the bar. Like on a napkin? Yeah. I'd be like, I drew this of you. You look beautiful tonight. Oh. Do you have a picture of the doodles? No. I probably could find one really fast. Yes, queen. We're sitting facing each other so that we can look into each other's eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Our podcast setup is now soul gazing (laughs) as we talk. Oh, no. This is just 
This is a picture of what the doodler looked like, not the doodles that he drew. Oh. So the doodles is just part of the story. Yeah. But there's no, like... They probably were out there at one point, but this is just a very niche story. Gotcha. Love to see the doodles. If you can find the doodles online, please send them to us at killerkushpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Please. We've got, like, databases for that kind of stuff. There's probably a database out there somewhere if we searched long enough. Anyway, it is believed that the doodler killed between 6 and 16 people. Several of the victims were stabbed in the front and back of their bodies in similar locations. All of the victims were white males. Police theorized that the victims all had died after meeting the suspect near the location where their bodies were recovered. The suspect was described as a black man between 19 and 25 years old. He was about 6 feet tall with a slender build. In the early stages of the investigation, police believed that there could have been as many as three different perpetrators. Hmm. So the police don't really know what's going on, but uh, do they ever? You know, they're like, it could be one. At one point they thought it was three people? Could be one, could be three people. Could have killed six, could have killed 16. (laughs) It's not the doodler. It's not the doodle bobs. Yeah, (laughs) not the doodle bobs. It's the doodler. Okay, one, singular. Doodle bob... Imagine if that's what his doodles were. To lure. Doodle Bob. Hmm. Oh, they were just the With doodles the were of Doodle Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Put a pin in it. <laughs> I love Put a pin. <laughs> I'll, I'll mood board it. it. Yeah, I'll mood board it on Pinterest. The other day, me and Claire were talking, and Claire was like, I'll just mood board it. And then Claire looked at me in my eyes and said, On Pinterest. <laughs> it was pure, pure comedic gold. Yeah, but, um,. Nick's a little Canva girly designer. I am a Canva girly. We have different preferences when it comes to things. Claire's a real designer and I'm a knockoff designer. Claire's you know, Gucci I, and I'm Coochie. I actually used it the other day. Canva? Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, I gotta give it a shot. Yeah. I liked some parts of it. It's nice. It was It's better than PowerPoint and like my yeah. company uses Microsoft. So. Yeah. Uh, but... 2024, baby, getting a Mac. That's sexy. Having a Mac for a work computer. Yeah. My hot take, <sighs> you can't be a graphic designer on a, on a PC. I believe it. I believe it. And I'm sticking to it. I haven't even used software besides for like Canva, but I can just imagine that PCs run horribly compared to Macs. I could teach you really easily. I wish I if we could find a way to like pirate the Adobe because I use my my works. Yeah, it's just expensive. That's the only reason why I don't. And Canvas twelve dollars a month. Oh yeah, no, I I wouldn't pay for it. You know, like (laughs) this is not an ad for Canva, but if Canva does want to sponsor us one day, we will solely use Canva. Okay, like yeah, please sponsor us. Anyone. Your grandma. Sponsor us. Your anyone, brother. Anyone, sponsor please us. sponsor us. <laughs> please. On to the known victims. Gerald Earl Cavanaugh was a Canadian-American immigrant. He is believed to be the doodler's first victim, and he was 49 at the time of his slaying, which occurred by stabbing. Cavanaugh's fully clothed body was located January 24, 1974, laying face up on Ocean Beach in San Francisco, California, in the early hours of the morning. 
that's a day after my birthday but many years later <laughs> yeah fun also everybody i just turned 24 not that long ago uh, everybody sing happy birthday everybody for me. ready one two three the whole night okay so i looked at our friend ian and i said i hate when i people sing happy birthday to me so i always make people sing really fast and then Ian, four times that night, tried to get people to sing happy birthday to me because he knew it was a fear of mine. <laughs> How rude. It's a horrible song. It's a horrible song. Nobody sounds good singing it. There are so many things that we do and it, and it feels like, well, it's not my birthday. Nobody's saying happy birthday to me. <laughs> what if we had songs for like the daily occasion that we just see saying like the pledge of allegiance you know how that, that's in <gasps> that was fucking weird that was weird bro weird times that, that we lived in when what grade Can did I you stop doing do that? a school that like doesn't do all that probably well i mean what grade did you stop doing it oh good point we stopped yes. doing it in like second grade i'm pretty sure oh no i think we did it up until like fifth damn I have no fucking clue. <laughs> have no I have no clue. memory of being a kid. Let's talk to a therapist about that one, baby. I'm working on it. <laughs> working on it. Working on it. Working on it. Newly, th- newly therapied. Yeah. Therapist. Yeah, Claire stole my therapist. Yeah. It's okay. She's. A I good stole uh, Katie's spot on the podcast. I stole <laughs> Nick's therapist. You're just a little taker. You're just a little taker. You are. Yeah, I really just had to switch some things up. <laughs> I came into your lives for a good reason. Yeah, exactly. A reason, a season, or a lifetime. Yeah. Is that what the saying? Yes. Where does that come from? Anyway. It's almost my birthday. It is almost your birthday. And my Pisces sisters who live here. Hmm. Nico and Marco. I was like, sisters. Yeah, <laughs> I was my like, Pisces sisters. Yeah. Yeah, their birthday is coming up soon. Crazy stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of birthdays coming up. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. In my brain, it was still my birthday. <laughs> it's always your birthday. It's halfway through February, and I'm like, it's my birthday. <laughs> my birthday's in January. Hey, we... the podcast is catching up. Hey, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. You can get back to the story. All right. Thank you. So, Gerald Earl Cavanaugh had died hours before, and he was determined to have been conscious at the time that he was killed and had attempted to resist his killer because he had self-defense wounds. He initially remained unidentified, being temporarily known as John Doe No. 7 by the medical examiner, who was a single man and few details are known about his personal life. So something that other podcasts do is they really dig into each victim because each victim always they have very interesting stories, mm. but I just kind of like skim them. Yes, queen. Do they think it's like racially motivated? I don't know. I don't know. We'll get into the investigation part, and we can ponder that question then. Okay. Um. So the next victim is Joseph Stevens, best known by his nickname Jay. He was discovered on June twenty fifth, nineteen seventy four, by a woman walking in Spreckles Lake in San Francisco. Jay was 27 and had died shortly before his body was found. He had been seen at a club the previous day. He was employed as a female impersonator, yes, drag queen is what I wrote in the notes, and comedian. 
Officers suspect that Stevens was alive at the time that he had been at Spreckles Lake, possibly transporting himself to the area with the killer. So the next victim is Klaus Christman, a German-American immigrant. The next, did I say the next killer? I went the next victim. Klaus Christman, a German-American immigrant, was discovered by a woman walking her dog on July 7th, 1974. He was found similarly to Gerald Cavanaugh at Ocean Beach in San Francisco. His death had been somewhat more violent than the other previous murders because he had considerably more stab wounds than Stevens and had been slashed in the throat several times. His body was fully clothed, and Christman, unlike the other victims, was married and had children. The fact that he had a makeup tube on his person when he died suggested to the police that he may have been a closeted gay man. And then in the notes I put, because mm. makeup makes you gay? Question mark. Yeah, what? It was just a stupid assumption by the police, but also with the other people in this being San Francisco, he probably was gay. Like, I believe it, but at the same time, I'm like, why is... There's so many other reasons that you would think this is a gay man. Yeah. Than a makeup tube in mm. his pocket. Chrisman remained unidentified while people police were investigating the cases, uh, which they had believed were related after being the third murder. He was buried in his native country, Germany. And then in January 2022, the San Francisco police identified the sixth victim of the doodler, Warren Andrews, a lawyer to the, a lawyer for the U.S. Postal Service, was murdered in Lands End in April 1975. He was 52 years old. Not much else is known about him. So they're still like discovering victims and the, like who they actually are to this day of this killer, which is I think is pretty cool. Just like the technology that we have now, being able to yeah, make victims be heard back then is just interesting to me yeah i hope they can like people continue doing that yeah and like there's other killers that i think i'll talk about at the very very end of this that have been caught because of like recent dna testing and stuff like that being able to find like family members yeah and like it's just it's exploitative in a way but also very interesting and, like, to kind of bring closure to families, too, because, like, going through court cases and... Yeah. Like, that ruins your life. Literally. And, like, reliving that shit, so... So, the next victim is Frederick Elmer Kappen, age 32. He was discovered on May 12, 1975, in San Francisco. He had been stabbed like the other victims, dying from strikes to his aorta. It is believed that his body had been moved approximately 20 feet, as disturbances in the nearby sand indicated. Kappen was identified through fingerprints, and these were a match to those taken by the state due to his occupation as a nurse. He also had served in the United States Navy, earning medals while serving in the Vietnam War. And then I wrote you, Vietnam War. Yeah, what was that all about? I don't... Vietnam War is a stupid war. Yeah. (laughs) Stupid, stupid war. But... Interesting that even back then like the fingerprints so they has tried had technology that already was helping them and now we're just furthering the technology that's helping solve this case yeah so it's like definitely not closed even today yeah literally 
The next victim is Harold Goldberg, age 66, was a Swedish-American immigrant who was discovered on June 4th, 1975, in a decomposed state about two weeks after his death in Lincoln Park. He remains slightly inconsistent with the other homicides because he was far older than the others, and his underwear had been taken by the killer, and his pants were unzipped. Oh. So this is, like, more sexual than the other murders were. And this is the first victim they found that had been yeah like not necessarily sexually assaulted but just the vague that was more sexual in nature because his underwear had been taken and his pants were unzipped mm. um Goldberg believed to be the final victim of the doodler while he remained identified he was known as john doe 81 so on to the investigation Police questioned a young man as a murder suspect in the case, but could not proceed with criminal charges because of the three surviving victims did not want to out themselves by testifying against him in court. Among the stabbing survivors were a well-known entertainer and a diplomat. And other podcasts also go into who those people are, which I was like, if they didn't want to go talk about who they were back then, they probably don't want to talk about who they are now. So I chose to leave that out because I was like not trying to even further out these people that didn't want to be out yeah for in the first place and how many total victims you said in the six to six- 16 okay because there are just so many similar murders their ages vary quite a bit mm-hmm there's a lot of like older people though which i didn't which like is 55 old but in my brain i'm so young and, and the suspect is. is the suspect is young between young 19 18, in 19 to 25 yeah okay yeah so, I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah, it's like you wouldn't think they would be interacting with older people. Uh, maybe that's just a me thing. Yeah, maybe that is. I but don't also, interact with old people. In the gay community, <laughs> picture like being older and having somebody who's young and hot come up to you being like, I drew this picture of you. I think you're beautiful. Let's go have sex. And then, yeah. like that, sure, <laughs> you know, like it's like fuck yeah. Why would why would you say no? Yeah, especially in this time, it's very like you're proud of your sexuality and the exploration of your sexuality. So it's mm-hmm. I don't know. It makes sense. And it makes it even more gross. Yeah, that somebody was exploiting that. So the suspect cooperated with the police during his interview, but he never admitted guilt for the murders and attacks. Officers stated that they strongly believed that the man in question was responsible for the crimes, and he was never tried or convicted because of the survivor's refusal to appear in court. To date, the suspect has not been named publicly or apprehended. Very little information is available to the public about the crimes. Two other potential suspects arose in 1977 after a pair of men from Rodondo Beach were arrested in Riverside County, California, and questioned on suspicion of approximately 28 murders that, like the San Francisco killings, occurred after homosexual encounters. So there's two more people just down south that did the same thing. But it's isn't it unlikely that it would be two people? Well, remember, they were thinking that it was possibly up to three people. Yeah. wonder how that worked. I don't know, and I think if the first person was, like, agreeing to everything besides for guilt, that that was probably the person that did it, and because of the people that couldn't testify due to not outing themselves, 
True. Yeah. Like, that's hard I do. feel like the case probably could have been shut and closed there. But as of May 2018, the case is open and ongoing in the San Francisco Police Department. Recent success using DNA technology developed in the decades since the crimes have led police to re-examine the evidence in the case. In February 2019, police offered a $100,000 reward to information leading to the arrest of the killers and released a revised sketch showing what he could look like four decades later. They later announced that they would consider forensic genetic genealogy, which identified a suspect in the Golden State Killer murders. And that is the doodler. Yeah. Yeah, so like really baseline, not much is known about him. Besides for basic information, they're still on the hunt for him. And when was the last known victim found again? 1975. So it's like by this point, the victim or the perpetrator would be probably in his what? Yeah, you know, he's young 60s, still, so... 70s. Cause that's like 50 yeah. years later. So yeah. 70s probably. Which is one of those things that it's like at this point, what are they doing like, are they really that much of a menace to society? You never know. But you never know. Maybe, Wait, maybe the 70-year-old is still yeah. hacking and slashing. Or maybe they're in prison for something else. And that could also be. Oh, my God. So we do this thing at the end of each episode where we do a three-sentence summary. And I almost completely forgot about it. Claire, you have to summarize this story in three sentences. All right. You got it. I got it. Yes, queen. Um, the doodler. We're doing great. <laughs> We're doing great. I didn't even warn you that this was coming no, at all. No. Maybe we could try again next week. Now that you know. Yeah. Now that you know it's coming, we'll try again next week. We'll give this yeah. one a. I'll try and summarize it in my head because I'm thinking now because I just heard the outcomes I forgot. Oh, yeah, about the beginning, yeah. Yeah, you do kind of have to mentally take notes and it's hard when you're... Hi. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Um, What else do we do at the end of the podcast? Girl boss gatekeep gaslight. What are you feeling? Your first girl boss gatekeep gaslight. I was excited for this, and I was, I was thinking about it on the way over here. Um, Prepping it, if you will. I really was. I was, I was trying to be prepared. Uh, definitely girl bossing. Mm. Feeling the most girl boss I've ever felt. Wow. But trying not to gaslight myself mm. in the process. I feel that. Sometimes when you're on top, it feels like you're gaslighting yourself. Yeah. Or I'm like, hmm, what am I going to do to fuck this up? Yeah. We'll see. Stay but, tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned. Find out next week. <laughs> XOXO. Um, I am feeling girl boss right now as well, actually. I we're just, manifesting. We're manifesting positive jobs. jobs. We're manifesting positive rehearsals or manifesting positive relationships where we are oh my gosh manifesting yes. positivity right now uh, the, yeah and that's feeling stable mm. <gasps> that's the dream baby 
That's the dream. In January, or in like, I know it's February now, but one of the best Januaries I've had. I feel Mm. like I, uh, not beat seasonal (laughs) depression. (laughs) I beat it. I beat its ass. (laughs) I handled it differently. Yeah. I think this year wasn't too bad for me either. I got a little sad there for a second when we didn't see the sunlight for like two weeks. Yas, queen. All right. uh, You know where to find us. We're on social media at Killer Crush Podcast. You can click on the link in the bio and you can follow it to see some merch. You can follow it to the Patreon. We had a really long Patreon episode where Claire really opened up about herself. I'm a little uh, mysterious on the main pod. Yeah. But on the Patreon, you get to know more about me. Yeah, I like that. But like, Keep to be continued. More. Yeah, like. Blossoming like I'm a flower. I'm here and I'm, I have so much to share. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds so mysterious. I love it. I know. And it's, and it's quite the opposite. <laughs> if only you knew. All right. Slowly. Uh, we love you, and we'll see you. Love y'all. Bye. <laughs>